And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me Miss Ashley Gerald. Ashley, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, Mel. Um, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How was your week? It was good. Um, busy. Busy week, but overall it was a good week. Oh, okay. What's on call? I know your your work week is a little bit interesting since you uh, have a little bit of an interesting job. So do you mind telling our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? So, yeah, sure. So, um, active duty Air Force, uh, been in for 13 years now. Um, that's crazy to say. Even every time I say that, it sounds so weird to say that I've been in for 13 years. Um, <laughs> been in for 13 years. Um, I joined back in 2008, uh, right after high school. I graduated high school in May and left off for basic training in November of 2008. Um, so yeah, I was 18. Uh, <laughs> It was kind of like, all right, you know, that was my first time leaving mom uh, for that long. Um, so I did, I cried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she still tells the story to this day, like, oh, I watched you drive. Like, we had to get on the bus and um, ride out to the airport and stuff. And I was, like, looking like, man, what am I doing in my life? But anyways, uh, here we are 13 years later. Um, been stationed in quite a few places. Um, it's been interesting, to say the least. Um, has its pros and cons, but... It's been my life for 13 years, so yeah. I'm, I'm rocking with it. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of want to talk with you a little bit about that, and I appreciate you, well, one of two things. One, I appreciate your service, and two, mm-hmm. I appreciate your vulnerability, especially with sharing that you cried right at the beginning, right? But, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's funny for me is the fact that, like, I consider you to be, like, one of the most grounded individuals. Like, you always seem very calm and solemn with your tones and, like, your energy and stuff. And so, like, I think that that's really impressive, especially, like you said, for the past 13 years, you lived in all of these different types of places. So, like, you know, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little about, bit about that. You mind going to detail? Oh, uh, yeah. So... Um, you mean about like me being grounded or, or, or everywhere I've been so far? Yeah, let's start there about um, all the places that you've been. Okay, so um, I started out um, right after, well, I started out in California. Um, that's where I went to our tech school where we um, learned our job. I lived there for about a month and a half. Um, so that, that was in um, Oxnard County in Cali. Um, that was cool. Uh, I had never, ever been that far away from home, especially on the, on the West Coast. But that was dope. Um, I was still, I, was, I guess I was 19 at the time. So I was still, still super young, uh, <laughs> figuring out life. But um, that was cool. So after that, um, my first assignment was in uh, Alaska, Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, they told me like, hey, Ashley, uh, they take you in this room. They're like, all right, hey, you have, you're going to go here. And I was like, they said it was like AK on the paper. It had the um, abbreviations for the state. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, it's not Arkansas. <laughs> and they was like, you're going somewhere cold. And I was like, cold? Anyways, I was like, they was like, you're going to Alaska? I was like, wait, what? A, a base actually exists there? Um, so never in a million years would I have thought I would have been <laughs> stationed in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went off to Alaska. I was there for three years um, from 2009 to 2012. Um, right after that, um, I got an assignment to go to Korea for a year, um, so that was super cool. Um, got a chance to visit Seoul and 
a lot of other things over there. Um, I think right now that's still my favorite, my favorite um, duty station. So mm-hmm. um, I want to go back before I retire. But um, career was cool. I was there for a year. Um, after that, I went to um, um, New Mexico. The base there is called Kirtland. So I lived in Albuquerque for about a year and a half. Um, that was cool. That was different to me too. Um, at that point, I was going through like a lot of personal self growth things during that time in my life. So that one was probably my least favorite. Mm. Um, but it was cool. Um, I never thought I'd be living in New Mexico either. So that was that was a um, cool experience. Um, after that, I got orders to Florida. So I was in Panama City, Florida, for four years. Um, and I think that's probably like my maybe my second favorite, maybe. Um, but it was cool. I, I met a lot of good people there, man. I really did. Um, and I was closer to home at that time, so maybe that's probably why it's one of my one of my favorites. Um, I was like six hours away from home driving, so um, that was cool. Um, in between that, I did deploy to Germany and Africa. Um, that was a, a great experience. Um, going to Germany, I would live. I lived in Germany for the most part during those six months, and then I would travel back and forth to different places in Africa uh, every week. Um, so Djibouti, Niger. Um, Agadez. Um, so that was super cool to get to see their culture and see what it's really like over there. And I met some really good people there too. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to now, I am stationed in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, the city that never sleeps. Uh, <laughs> it'll be four years in um, October. So that's been cool. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe here is my second favorite. Uh, <laughs> it gets hot. But uh, it's been cool. There's always something to do. Always, you know, there's sports here. There's there's always concerts here. There's something happening 24-7 here. So um, the good food. Uh, and I met, actually met a lot of good people. And one of my really good friends from Florida that I was stationed with there is actually stationed here too. So um, it's, been, it's been cool. So that's pretty much all the places I've been um, so far. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Like, one of the things that I was thinking about while I was hearing you talk is like um, what I want to call this kind of nomadic stability where you've had to to move all of these different places and like mm-hmm. essentially grow as a person at the same time. Kind of like how you were talking about New Mexico was that time period where you had a lot of time for like self growth and like personal growth as well. And like, you know, I'm curious around what that is kind of like as far as um, being an individual person, um, still going through like your 20s, um, going into your 30s and thinking about like moving for all these different places and growing as an individual. And like, how do you go about like building that foundation? Like how um, would you say um, that journey was for you as far as finding yourself through um, moving to all these different places? Um, I will say that it never gets easy. Um, it's always, it's always a challenge. It's always, uh, it's almost like you're always starting over mm. constantly. Um, and like living, living in the States and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people might not know this, but when you, when you're stationed in the States and I mean like, you know, you know, the, the States, but 
you you don't have like a set time limit unless you're on a special duty assignment that says, hey, I'll be here for four years and I'm moving somewhere else. So normally in the States, you could end up at a base for maybe two years, you can end up at a base for eight years. I know some people who have spent their entire careers in one, in one place. Mm-hmm. I know a guy now, he's been in for about 15 years and has only been stationed here in Nevada. So it just depends. Um, some people don't want to leave. Some people want to stay, maybe they're from that place and they end up staying there. But back to the question, um, it, it, it never gets easy. Um, it's always constant. Like you gotta, you know, you, you're like, you're meeting new people, you're working with new people. Um, although you're doing the same job, um, certain places or bases do things slightly differently. So you have to learn their, their, their ways of doing your job. Um, and you're constantly, people are constantly in and out. So you're always dealing with new people, new attitudes, mm-hmm. uh, the new environment, new leadership. Um, it's just it's never it's ever changing so um yeah just just i guess i've just learned to adapt um like i said just 13 years of doing it like i said it doesn't get easy but i've learned to be like all right ashley it's time to go now you gotta pick it up (laughs) and just go with the flow basically show up um you know show up do your best (laughs) um take care of yourself because in the military nobody's gonna take care of you more than you um and that's a fact so just make sure you take care of yourself look out for, for yourself that's what i've done um yeah and i just keep pushing like that yeah no that's uh that's really interesting especially how you talk about you have to have that adaptability because not only are you yourself moving physically but even if you stay in the same base if you will a lot of that is always changing from the people mm-hmm. to the culture all of those different things so it's like this constant um external and internal change that you're dealing with so like how i guess you could say um do you make sure what have you found in yourself i would say and how have you figured out ways to take care of yourself while all these different changes are going on um i think finding um well for me what i've done is i'm finding finding those friends or that friend um to have to have a small circle wherever you are like i have two really really good friends here one that i met here my homeboy that i met here um and my friend maria that lives here um that we were stationed in florida together that's that's helped me out a lot because um being single um in the military you know it gets lonely mm-hmm. <laughs> it does um you know family's always there but you know you can only facetime so much and talk on the phone so much or text so much so you actually actually having those people in my corner here um like i like to keep a small circle so it's perfect for me to have those two um that's what i found to help me out a lot and anything outside of that is just me like you know either taking the time to step away from like you know i, I think in the military we feel like it's always work 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 um uh, which which it is most of the time but i, I often i'll step away and like i will take time off um there's been times where i would be like all right um because frowned up on when you take time off no take time off take care of yourself if that means i literally i'll take time off and sit at home and mm-hmm. watch tv um because i need that i need to get back to me so just have like i said just having those having those friends here having my little small circle here that i can go to and run to talk hang out whatever and just you know taking time for me when i need to take a break yeah what does that look like when you're taking time for yourself? Um, is it like, that, go hmm? 
No, go ahead. It'll, I mean, that'll be, look like me, <laughs> me just taking time, like I said, taking time off to sit home and binge watch some shows or me just taking time off to like, all right, I'm going to take off a few days because I want to go free, you know, go, go visit a re few restaurants I haven't been to around here or um, working out, um, just having to take a week off so that I can hit the gym consistently every day at this time um, because I, I love to work out. So, um, Sometimes that when I'm working, um, my, my schedule it, it fluctuates, so I don't have enough time to either work out or I'm going later in the day versus in the morning where I feel it's better for me. So just taking that time off to like, to, to like have a clean slate. All right, let's start over. Let's reset. Um, that's pretty much what what it, what, what works for me. That's just resetting, starting fresh. Yeah. Um, whether that's for a week or for a few days. Yeah. You know. I've heard you mention talking about community twice um, during our particular conversation. And like, I can tell that it's something that's very important to you. Like, especially whenever you first started in your um, military career, that essentially took you away to your, um, uh, from your community and was a big shock. And to your point, like you cried and all those kind of things, which I think signifies about how important community is to you. And like, mm -hmm. even whenever you move to these different places, the main thing that you want to make sure is that you build is community. Um, whether it's that small group where you just have one or two people or even just having a community within yourself to where you can take that time off and have your own little routine and getting back to the basics to essentially what makes you you. And uh, I guess, um, how did you find out um, that community was so um, instrumental to who you are as an individual? Um, I think that um, joining the military, um, getting, getting away from Mississippi um, and being by myself for, for all these years, um, when I say by myself, I don't mean I don't have family that's there with, for me and all of that stuff. I right. mean, it's like, as I move, I'm not married, you know, I don't have any kids or anything. So that's what I mean by being with myself. I just, I just realized that, Hey, um, I need that community. I need those people. Um, that, that helps keep me grounded for sure. Um, there's times when I'm like, man, what do I do? You know, everybody, there's a two hour, three hour time difference. I'm like, man, I really need them. And I know that my community is always there for me, no matter when it is, what time of day it is, mm -hmm. um, whatever. So I've just learned, like I said, being, being, being by myself has been like, all right, Ashley, because for so long, before that, you know, I, I was always around family, whether it's my sisters, my mom, my grandmother, Brian, um, there's always, always somebody there. So coming to the military, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I find my people um, and I stick with it, um, you know, and I've, for, I've been fortunate enough to meet some really, really, really good people along the way over these past 13 years. I'm super grateful for them. Um, you know, some some stay, some go, but the ones that you know that stay, um, they stay, and and it's been really good for me. Yeah, no, I think that that's really beautiful. Um, so, like, what is your process for like building community? Like, I know you talk about how you have the fortunate opportunity where you have your friend that was stationed in Florida actually be um, stationed in um, Nevada as well. But like, I can understand or see the challenge of meeting new people in a new space, 
when you know you yourself is um looking for community in that like not necessarily thirst for it but that drive and that ambition for it and like how do you nourish yourself to start that journey to say okay i'm gonna start building my community so i can like start building my foundation um usually i mean i um you know me i'm I'm usually pretty chill quiet to myself type person um, right. i feel like maybe over the last like mm, i'm gonna say last maybe the time i've been here or even when i was yeah i'm probably said the time i've been here in like maybe like through the last six years i've come out of my shell a lot and i'll i'll go out to you know to meet people or or you know make make more friends or make friends before i would just kind of stay in my shell and you know, if I don't say nothing now, they don't say nothing. So, um, but that's how I met my friend Demonte. Um, he, we, we would always be in the gym together. I don't always see him. We, and we would be like, hey, what's up? You know, and we'd go on about our day or finish our workout. But then one day I just like, hey, man, what's up? Like, what do you do around here? You know, you got family, friends, you know, and turned out he was the same as me. Single, no kids, family not here. Um, you know, they live on the East Coast. So I was like, man, you know, perfect. So, and, and I also, of course, I feel like we all look for certain things and people that we want to be connected with for our community, who, who we want in our community to build that foundation. Mm-hmm. So we had similar interests, like working out. He's a bodybuilder. Um, you know, just, just a lot of similar interests. So sneakers, uh, that's a big one for us. So, um, yeah, I just, I just look for certain things in people. He's, he's a go-getter, too. Um, he's getting promoted in may he's putting on uh, the next rank in may i'm putting on the next rank next next month so it's just kind of like that that kind of stuff and my friend maria same um she's a master sergeant so e7 so like we all just i look for i look for those things um i, I want to be in that circle with them i want them a part of my community a part of my foundation so that we can build off each other as well mm-hmm. i think that's super important you know you you know they say birds of a feather right, right. <laughs> um so I mean, I, I I I look I look into that. And I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. I see how you're moving. Let's 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 you know, let's go up together. So that's how I usually you know start to build my community or uh, to have that solid foundation for mm-hmm. my community. Yeah, no, I th- I think that that's really cool, especially when you talk about like having the similar values things and mm-hmm. you know. I think that you're in a very unique position around the values that you have. Like, of course you have the ones that you grew up with. Right. But like living in all these different places, you meet different cultures. Like you were saying, you've met all different types of cool people, cool cultures, and you learn about those values themselves. So like, I guess my question to you is in all of your travels, what are some of the values that you've taken away that you've inherited um, to say, I'm going to add this to be a part of my own personal values? Hmm. Okay. Um, one thing uh, for sure is don't change who you are. Don't change who you are. That's something I live by every day. Um, don't change who you are um, to get to where you want to be. And I'm not saying you don't have to adjust because we do have to adjust in certain situations, but what I'm saying is don't lose yourself. Um, be be you. Be yourself. Don't don't go out here trying to, you know, put on a different face because you wanna get promoted or whatever. I, I I've learned to be me. I'm going to be me. Um 
And if being me prevents me from, you know, get, take, getting that next promotion or whatever, then, you know, like, it's not meant for me because I refuse to change who I am mm-hmm. um, for anyone. So, um, yeah, that's that's one big thing I take from me. And other values are just like uh, family, family, friends. Like, you need that. I think sometimes, uh, often in the military, we kind of go off and do our own thing and, we forget that we still need family. We need that connection. We need them. So that's a big one for me, family. Um, what are the values? Um, just being kind, man. <laughs> um, like I, I, I can't, I, I speak about this a lot, even at work, you know, it, it takes zero energy, seriously, to be kind to someone. Um, and that's how I've gotten to know people too, uh, made friends, just being cool and kind to somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I value a lot too. Um, so those are like my main ones for sure. Um, and, and like, like I said, my friends here, like you said, I've, like you just mentioned meeting different people from different backgrounds. My friend Maria, she's Dominican. Um, so she, she teaches me a lot of things. She's telling me about her upbringing, how she grew up, you know, where she's from and, um, you know, some humbling experiences. And now she's out here living her best life. <laughs> so and, and yeah. she's humble as well, still though. So just just meeting new people and hearing their experiences, where they came from, you know, how things were, where they were from, you know. Saying I'm from Mississippi, I'm sure you can relate. Like it's always like, Oh, oh my god, Mississippi, I'm sorry. I'm like, Why are you sorry? Like yeah. <laughs> what's what's the big deal? You know, because everybody has this Mississippi has this stigma of of being the racist capital or, you know, I always get the, oh, you see the KKK or, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you you live in a cornfield or mm. things like that. <laughs> so I'm super proud of where I'm from. Uh, I rep it always. We'll always rep it. Um, and I, I, heard, I don't meet a lot of people from Mississippi, but when I do, it's always, it's, it's always lit. <laughs> um, we, we always get happy and excited. Like, where are you from? What part are you from? Oh, my family's from here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got family over there, you know? So it's super cool. Um, but yeah, those are the things I value most for sure. Yeah, no, I I really appreciate the one that um, really touched on is like, don't change who you are. I think that that is um, a very big theme that I've hear, heard you talk a lot about, especially whenever you're saying like taking that time off. It's like, you know, pressing that reset button, getting back to you who you are, like just whole this whole overall theme of just having that like self-groundedness and having that time for that self-care i'm hearing to be like really important and instrumental to who you are so like i guess uh a question that i have because i've heard you talk about this as well as far as being single like um is that something that you would consider to be like as you're getting older and as like time is going by to be more of a priority for you um I think, uh, I think it's a mixture of both. Uh, um, it's, it's tough sometimes being single, being, being with myself. Um, I can't even deny that. Um, but at the same time, like I, I want to go in, in when I'm, when I am with someone, um, there has to be understandings there. Um, being with someone in the military is, who's also military is pretty e- pretty much easier, um, I would say, a little easier to understand or them to understand because they go through the same things. Um, we know the same things. We, we've 
we've been in this doing the same things together, not saying like the same job, but just the military as general. And versus me um, being with someone who's not in the military, maybe they had a military background, military family, whatever. Um, if they don't, um, there's a lot of uh, explaining, a lot of sometimes a compromise, uh, a lot of, well, why? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why, and you know, what's, why you have to do this or why you got to be gone for so long or, or such and such. Um, so I would say, um, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to be single forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a part of it. And, you know, moving and stuff like that, things, things get, things get hard. Like if you're not married in the military, well, that person can come with you, but there's no game. Like if you're, if you're, if you're marrying a military member, um, then it makes things easier for you guys to move around together and things like that. Whereas if you're you're just in a relationship with someone and they're also military where you guys could potentially get split up at any moment. Mm-hmm. They could go to Cali and be stationed. You could be uh, in D.C. Um, you know, it just depends. And that, that just puts, you know, just a burden on things, uh, makes things harder. So um, I, that's why a lot of people who are meal to meal get married. <laughs> or yeah because it makes things so much easier to move together yeah versus yeah because the military is going to send you what they need you yeah if you're not married then yeah they don't really care <laughs> yeah no i think you touched on something that really important there especially it's like it sounds like the military from history right like having a father who was in the military as well like i i've seen like one side of that di- di- dynamic where um, an individual says, okay, like, I'm going to join you on this journey and like be a part of that journey. And like the military having that forcing function that can either create long distance relationships or it can create like, as you were expressing earlier, um, this forcing of being adaptable because things are changing all the time. And so it's like, you have a choice of, do I want to be in a long distance relationship or do I want to endure the change all the time? And long distance relationships are a big thing, difficult thing to undergo, right? Like you have to, as you were mentioning, have to have understandings, understanding why certain things are taking place, understanding compromises that you have to make, the sacrifices that you have to make. And I think that um, it is relative you know might not necessarily be the same thing but it's relative to individuals who are pursuing their career or pursuing schooling and might have to leave where their community is to go to a place where you know they don't necessarily know anybody the person that um they were with they have the option to join them or you know stay behind and try to do a long distance relationship and you know that's not really easy and so I guess like for from your perspective, like um, with this military focus, like what are some of those type of understandings like an individual has to have um, or um, I guess you could say the the clarity that an individual should have whenever approaching a situation like this? Um, I think it's important to know that <laughs> change is inevitable when you're in a relationship with someone in the military um there's a there's possibly a lot of uprooting um 
you 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 know you're I think it's something that should definitely be discussed in depth in the beginning um although a person may seem like they understand what's about to happen or what may happen yeah um I, so I think it's some a conversation that has to be discussed like definitely in depth um because it's all unicorns and rainbows right in the beginning honeymooning blah 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 and then oh guess what I have to deploy for six months um <laughs> Or a year, you know, and I mean, I gotta be out of here in two weeks, short notice, um, because I'm having to take this over for somebody who couldn't go for whatever reason. Um, so things like that, it's just you just have to be discuss it first of all. I mean, try your best to put out put out everything, all of the the maybes or this could happen uh, scenarios out there, um, because like I said, you you. If they're not in the military, you know, you're asking them, or even if they are in the military, you're asking somebody to commit to a, a lot. And if it is someone in the military, we're already committing to a lot, just being in the military in general. Um, but for that person who may not be, um, you can be asking them to come live with you somewhere where they're away from family, like you said, school, family, um, you know, all of that is just kind of like you're uprooting them and you may uproot, uproot them two years from now and then you're going to uproot them again two years after that where they may have just got settled in the job where you guys are living right then and what if there's kids involved well maybe they're just starting high school they spent two years in high school now boom they got to leave and go back across the country to a different area and start over again so it's a it's a lot that Mm -hmm. comes with that um so i i would say you know just having the conversation the straightforward conversations about what could happen this could happen are you ready for that are you prepared to do that or maybe we should you know hold off i don't know i don't want to i don't want to say don't get into a relationship because of those things but it definitely has to be a lot of understanding there for sure yeah no i if i'm hearing you correctly like there's i i really appreciate this because it's like you're giving the secret um, recipe towards a successful long distance relationship <laughs> yeah because it's like what i'm hearing is like three c's right like you have these conversations where um you express like the commitment is this something that you want to do <laughs> right mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> um because it's not easy and like having that commitment for whatever however that may look like right like commitment can look many different facets because mistakes happen think circumstances take place um whether one is in short distance or long distance but being committed to the relationship and how you define it i think that that's very important and then like you said having that clarity around and those straightforward conversations around what it's gonna look like no you know like yeah you may see me this time just be like straightforward yeah probably not gonna see me or like uh, i gotta do this at this particular time just providing that clarity so that even if the world doesn't necessarily know or understand y'all understand and i think that that's the even most important part um and then you mentioned one last thing that i really loved the most which was that compassion and having that kind of empathy towards what that other person is considering and putting yourself but i'm not necessarily behind but like on the back border to consider all of these other um, factors that this individual may be considering. And I think that that's the, a real impressive state because I don't think that we always do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I feel just 
as human beings, um, we're always good at two out of three, right? Like we'll be good at um, being straightforward and being empathetic towards people, but it's hard for us to make the commitment or we can commit to a situation and we can care about another person, but it's hard for us to communicate exactly how we're feeling um, from a like emotional awareness or like um, emotional intelligence perspective. And so I'm curious with you just in your own development, which one of these three things has been the most challenging for you and how have you worked on it? Um, as far as communicating and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely communication. I say that because it's been an all around thing for me, not just in relationships or whatever, friendships, but work wise as well. Um, just being open, honest, transparent um, about how you feel, what you're going through, the what ifs, um, you know, all of that stuff. I think I think communication is super important um, from from day one, from the start, and continuously throughout the relationship. Um, it's super important. Um, I I've have struggled with communicating um, in the past a lot more than I than I do now um, because I'm learning that hey Ashley like. You know, you gotta speak up. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's a mind reader, um, and vice versa. Like, I, I want that person to know where I'm coming from, how I'm feeling, what's going on with me. You know, and versus hold or maybe holding that all in, and then all of a sudden, boom, then you have another issue on your hands. Um, but definitely communication. Um, I've, I've learned that that is extremely important in any type of relationship. Um, Going, you know, at any moment, you just need to be able to speak up, say how you're feeling, say what you want, what you don't want, um, and hopefully that person is also, you know, able to understand and accept that. I'm not saying you have to agree all the time, but at least be heard and you hear them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think it, it makes for for a way better situation. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, no, I, I think that what you touched on is the key part of that communication. It's like not only being able to articulate how you're feeling, but also being present enough to be receptive to what you hear. Because what you may hear might not necessarily be what you <laughs> what you were expecting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, I think that that's the thing about it in itself, right? Like I can think about even my own um, reflections of saying something and like, putting out the best kind of plan that I possibly could, right? Like I um, did everything I possibly could to um, make sure that I put all the options on the table. I've made like all the considerations towards how the other person may feel. And now I'm laying it all on the dip on the table. It's kind of like writing a proposal, right? Like I've done all this research. I did all this work now. You, you think this is the best idea you've ever heard, right? Um, but then not, not getting that in return. And like, I think that when we talk about love and we talk about relationships, that can be something that is very hard to deal with. And um, this whole concept of not necessarily rejection, but um, misalignment, 
miscommunication, misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you mentioned beforehand, communication is very fluid. There's an intersectionality between how communication works for an individual because learning how to communicate and advocate for oneself isn't a tool that you can just use in a relationship. You can use that at work. You can use that, shoot, just ordering food at a restaurant, making sure you get your order right. Um, And I think that, you know, with that same intersectionality is all of the other aspects that come with um, this relationship tip and um, getting that kind of bad news is one of them. And so I, I'm curious um, with you when you've received not necessarily um, bad news, but received a answer that wasn't to what you wanted to hear. How have you as an individual handled that, especially given, you know, as we talked about, um, you've moved to all of these different places. So sometimes you've had a very strong community in a place that you've been, and sometimes you haven't. And regardless if you have the tools, if you don't, life still happens. And so I'm curious of like, what is your way of handling the not so good news? Um, I think just, I know exactly what I, how I feel. Um, it's something I live by all the time. Uh, things happen when they're meant to happen. You know, if that, that's something I live by. Um, I mean, I, I live by that with anything, you know, say I went to go get a, I don't know, a shake from this place and I didn't have that. You know, so I probably didn't need it actually. <laughs> um, and versus like, you know, if I, there's been times where I've tried to cross train into um a different job um to do something differently it was like i was like probably at like six years in i think and you know it didn't work out for me i got told no um and i was like dang like i that was terrible news to me because i really wanted to do something else because i wasn't 100 percent happy in my job so um and you know you always hear well if you're not happy do something else cross train something else but it's not as simple as clicking a button and saying i want to do this so, you know, you get told no, and then I'm just like, all right, well, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to happen at that time for me. Um, I even say, like, there's been time, there's been two times. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I almost got out of the military twice. Um, it was when I lived in uh, New Mexico. Um, I, I was about to hit the button to get out. I was going to come back home to Mississippi and figure out my life. Um, and... Uh, well, my, 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 well, my grandmother knows and Brian knows and my mom kind of knows, but I made rank. So I stayed um, at the Florida. Didn't, didn't care for it. It wasn't necessarily the area. It was more so the work. Mm. Not, not the work, but I guess the people. And I've learned in the military, like the military, the people really, really make a huge difference. Your community at work makes a huge, di- huge difference. Um, how things flow, how much you enjoy going there you may not enjoy your job but at least you're 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 okay you're cool with showing up every day and getting the job done um so yeah i was going to i moved to florida and i was like you know what i'm, I'm over this um i'll be more ha- i'll be happier if i just go back get out go back to mississippi or wherever i want to start over at you know and continue to get my degree and you know live life mm-hmm. um i may rank once again um so i stayed and here we are year 13 um 
and at this at this point I'm going to do 20 years but just just yeah just you know hearing have, having those obstacles and you know still staying through stuff like that you know I'm just like all right it wasn't meant to be it wasn't meant for me to go or even getting that no when I wanted to cross train into a different job I was like all right maybe I need to stay here maybe there's something for me here maybe there's somebody I need to cross paths with um that might need me you know not necessarily work-wise but you know on a, on a maybe on a personal level whether it's a co-worker or friend or whatever you know there's a there's some there's somewhere I need to be and I need to be there for a reason so that's why I'm still here um so I, I take it like that you know like all right if it's meant to be it will be if it's not it's not and, and in due time or at the right time it will be so that's how I, that's how I go about going through situations and circumstances like that yeah no I I really appreciate that I you know I've learned a lot this entire conversation especially about you but like really about just this whole thing around um not necessarily life um because that'll be way too broad but like um navigating just the different um circumstances that life can present and like i guess you could say like the basic tools for it because really and truthfully the way that i've just heard you talk about it this whole entire time is just you know, being present and realizing that, hey, you know, these are the circumstances that I have, no matter what life throws at me, good, bad, ugly, and different, like, these are the circumstances that I have. And like, how am I going to change towards that and make sure that I can adjust towards whatever these changes are? And I think that that's a, that's a really and truthfully remarkable like tool to just like have as your your back pocket and like just the ground who you are as an individual and so i just you know want to just thank you for taking out the time to speaking with me today and if you don't mind i want to go through some lightning questions and i'll let you get back to the rest of your day okay all right sounds good what is your favorite relaxation or self-care activity um i'm going to go with relaxation i think i said it earlier i'll come home get on the couch binge watch some shows on netflix or hulu with some snacks give me some twix and some chips and salsa <laughs> and i'm good but that that's definitely help, helps me relax um as far as like you know anything else self-care uh definitely hitting the gym it, it the gym has helped me in so many ways whether i'm just like all right you know actually working on a summer body or <laughs> um just just getting out like releasing some you know whether it's anxiety stress whatever just getting in there working through it powering through that workout um turning my music on um that's another thing i do to relax too just chill sit around turn some spotify apple music on build a playlist and just chill out and just think reflect um those are a few things i do for relaxation and self-care i love it i love it what's your best book recommendation that's going to have to be, recently I read A Crazy Faith by Pastor Mike Todd. Um, super dope book. He is a super dope person um, that brought me through a few tough days. Um, just just hearing somebody else's, you know, we look at these people on like YouTube or social media or stuff like that. And we think that they have it all together. But in real life, you know, we're all human and we go through stuff. And we all go through stuff. And sometimes, you know, it kind of looks like, oh, they, they're perfect. Their life is perfect. They got this and that and that. But I don't know, reading that book really, really just opened my eyes up to a lot of things, man. Just have the faith and 
that goes back to what you asked me a few minutes ago about, you know, going through those situations where there's a no or, you know, how do you power through? Um, Just have faith. I mean, keep the faith that things are going to be okay and things are going to work themselves out and the best outcome will, will be for you when it's time to be there, be that for you. So if I was to recommend a book, it would definitely be Crazy Faith. Okay. And lastly, one person you would like to thank for your journey thus far. That'll have to be Granny. Um, uh, if you know me, <laughs> uh, you know me, you know I'm crazy about my grandmother. Um, that doesn't mean I don't love everybody else, but that's my girl. Um, I mean, just growing up, we she was always there for me. As grandmother, as a friend, I mean, to this day, I can tell her something and she'll take it to the grave. And I can open up to her about anything, everything. She's going to be there for me. She's going to pray with me, pray for me check on me make sure i'm good you know um i have to tell her sometimes oh let me take care of you (laughs) um but yeah definitely my grandmother man she she taught me a lot she she molded me to be the woman that i am today um she is a has a very very calming welcoming kind spirit as well so she's definitely the person that i look look up to um you know we can kick it. We can, you know, when I go home and visit, um, she doesn't want me out of her sight. <laughs> um, so her and Brian are like fighting for my attention. Well, no, I'm probably fighting for both of their attention. But uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, my grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother, uh, she, she's in my eyes. She's perfect. Um, so and like I said, just just everything. She taught me. She taught me to be kind. She taught me to be loving, caring, um, look out for people, you know. It doesn't hurt anybody to say, "Hey, how are you?" You know, um, she works at she works at Dillard's in, at the mall in in, in Jackson. And I'm, I'm sure if I mention her name, she probably knows everybody around town. So you know, <laughs> everybody knows my grandmother. Even somebody here that worked with me, it was crazy. A civilian guy was visiting there, and she she mentioned my name, and he was like, "Wait, I think we work at the same place." And he was like, "Oh my god, like such a small world." So he came back to work and was like, "I know your grandmother." I was like, "What? I don't even know you." <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, this lady, this, this, and that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely my grandmother. Um, so it's, she's, just, she's just the sweetest person to me. Um, she's helped me get through a lot. She's always been there for me. And, again, like, she just taught me so much about being loving, caring, and a thoughtful person. So that's my person. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Well, I really appreciate you taking out the time again, and um, I'll let you get back to the rest of your day. Thanks for having me on. Of course. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation, as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.